Manna or Meatloaf, episode 29. It's about time. Hello, hello. Oh, this is going to be such a great day and an even better week and month as I grow into the principle I want to talk to you about today. When was the last time you watched a stopwatch countdown one minute? It seemed to take forever, didn't it? Why then does time seem to literally race past us? I see my children as grown adults with families of their own, but I can clearly see and remember them as little toddlers in what seemed like just yesterday. I feel time slipping by like I feel my joints slipping and creaking, and I keep telling myself it's time. It's time to ensure my health, for example, before I lose it. Because I know if I don't take the time now, I'm not going to be able to regain the ground I lose. As each year accumulates, I feel the pressure of time more and more, and I hope I'm not the only one. Effective time management is intentionally choosing what to do with our time in a way that moves us toward our goals. It is absolutely essential to success in all areas of our lives. For example, it takes time to foster family and friendship relationships, accomplish domestic or workplace tasks, self-care and family responsibilities and church service, why even our relationship with our Father in Heaven and Jesus Christ Take time, don't they? You can see how extensive this list is. And here, my friends, is my disclaimer. I stink at time management. It's true. This podcast is for me. Just like they say that the one who learns the most is the one giving the talk at church, I've been researching and practicing and implementing tools that will help me to master this skill set. And I'm grateful I can share what I've learned with you in hopes that maybe it's not just me who needs them. Because in our quest to keep the important things important, this could be one of the biggies that we overlook while we oftentimes go throughout our days on autopilot and then wonder where the heck our time went. (laughs) Mastering good time management skills can be critical in the overall productivity of our lives. But unfortunately, it's just not something that most of us anyway learned in our childhoods and left the nest knowing and practicing. If you're like me, I tend to only think of time management when I'm swirling through a tornado of scheduling chaos and a feeling of having absolutely no time whatsoever to work with. In one particular calling, I was blessed while being set apart with the ability to find the time for the things that were important to me. I've never forgotten that beautiful blessing, and it absolutely, without a doubt, was one of the things I recognized as I served and added more to my plate through that calling. In fact, one of the things I was truly scared about when I was released was the loss of that great blessing. Now, I get to pray for, seek, and do all in my power to be proactive and make the time I need for the things that are important to me. But guess what? I realized it still can be done, and it still can be a great gift that we find. Time is the most valuable commodity we have on this earth, and as we know, we only have so much of it. It can't be recycled or regained. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. Brian Tracy said about time management, Quote, it is not a peripheral activity or skill. It is the core skill upon which everything else in life depends. End quote. Oh, that's powerful. So here we go. Let's do this. 
If I were to ask you to use one word to describe the most recent general conference just a few weeks ago, what would that word be? Personally, for myself, I heard the word prepare underlying most every message in some way. I found some truth in application of preparation when it comes to time management, and this has been key in how I'm practicing mastering the use of my time, especially when I acknowledge the fact that preparation in and of itself takes time. But I'm finding it is time well used because it multiplies the time that we have. Benjamin Franklin said, quote, By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail, end quote. So in addition to preparing physically, spiritually, and temporally, like we've been asked by our prophets and apostles to do, I'm going to commit now to making the time to prepare my time in advance so I can more fully utilize the time I've been given. Years ago, I did the Pathways program through BYU-Idaho, and one of the most eye-opening lessons we had was on time management. We've all been given the sacred stewardship of time, and President Brigham Young confirmed this when he said, quote, We are all indebted to God for the ability to use time to advantage, and He will require of us a strict account of its disposition. End quote. Don't you love that? That was in Teachings of the Presidents of the Church, Brigham Young, clear back in 1997. So how are we spending this incredibly valuable gift? I hope you really think this episode through like I have been. President Russell M. Nelson said in the November 2018 ensign titled, Becoming Exemplary Latter-day Saints, Quote, I plead with you to take a prayerful look at how you're spending your time. If we want to avoid wasting our day of opportunity, the answer isn't just to go faster. We want to go in all the right directions, to focus on the vital few things that determine our success. End quote. So now I want to share a personal story with you, one that my family is very familiar with. About 18 or 19 years ago, my mom and my sisters and I went to a women's conference. We enjoyed ourselves. They're always wonderfully uplifting. Probably enjoyed ourselves too much, which tends to happen when we get together. But there was this one talk, and I couldn't even tell you who gave it or exactly what was said. But at the time, I literally felt like someone was tapping on the microphone, leaning way in and saying, Kristen, are you listening to this? You need to hear this. <laughs> you see, I was a young mom at the time with very active kiddos. In fact, I think our oldest was just coming into her preteens. We had tennis and football, track, basketball, dance, church callings. You know what this looks like. Not to mention all the million and a half other things that mothers of a young family keep up with. That message, the message that came through loud and clear, was to slow down, cut out the fluff, keep the important things important. Hmm, recognize that message? Well, it landed with a big thud right where it was supposed to, and I felt so committed, and I told my family how I was going to take a step back and regroup. I was ready to streamline and readjust my priorities, and I did. All the way home, I wrote down my goals on paper, and I did really well into that first week, and then life resumed its hectic pace, and I hardly even noticed as I slipped back into my frenzied days. Well, fast forward now three short weeks. I love horses. I always have. And long story short, I bought a racehorse when my old mare adopted him. And when she died, I had to have this colt. He was a giant two-year-old. And three short weeks after this aha moment at women's conference, 
I had my very own Seabiscuit experience on that big racehorse named Radar. Do you remember the movie about the champion thoroughbred racehorse that became the top money-winning racehorse through the 1940s? Well, imagine that movie, but in this version, I'm riding Radar in slow motion. I turned around to talk to someone behind me. He put his nose in a burn barrel, got stung by bees. I wasn't sitting squarely in the saddle, and he bolted. I fell off, my foot got stuck in the stirrup, and I got drug, utterly wrecking every part of my knee and shattering my ankle. Well, as I sat in bed for months and months and months, I thought about that women's conference, and I truly felt like my loving Father in Heaven had been talking to a little child. I could just imagine him saying, I tried to tell you, but you didn't listen. So let's take some time to think about your behavior. I truly felt like I was sent for a big old time out with all kinds of time to think about my life. Now you would think I would have learned my lesson then, right? So why then, why do I find myself here again? We've heard that one of Satan's greatest tactics is distraction, and I guess I'm prone to distraction. Again, I hope I'm not the only one. In A Time to Prepare by Elder Ian S. Arden in the Ensign November 2011, he said, quote, It is my prayer that each of us can be intentional in the way we use our time and energy, making sure that time is spent on the vital few activities rather than the trivial many will bring happiness and peace not only in this life but in the life to come. Let us use this season of renewal to recommit to avoiding distractions and keeping our focus on developing our character and increasing faith in Jesus Christ, on ordinances and covenants, and on nourishing loving relationships and helping those around us, end quote. Oh, I loved that and I needed that in my life. While I was prayerfully researching how I could implement and use the tools available for effective time management, I found this wonderful little blog called Finally Family Homes, where the founder and writer, Christina Dronin, who created the blog to support young adults, posted a valuable piece in January 30th of just this year, and it's called How to Use Your Time Wisely and Be More Productive. It's absolutely amazing, and I can't recommend it enough as a great use of your time. She says, quote, being busy doesn't mean you're productive. You can be very busy without living out your priorities or moving closer to your goals. It's a frustrating and disappointing place to be and not a good use of your time. As you probably know, we are living in an age of unprecedented speed and volume of information. This has led many of us to feel like we are dealing with an information overload. But according to David Allen, creator of the getting things done method, when we get stuck, it's not due to an issue of information overload, but a decision-making overload. It's the unplanned, in-the-moment decision-making that most often kills productivity, end quote. The first step she advises to overcoming this is to define your goals and priorities. And I think this is the most solid foundation to conquering effective time management. So the first thing I did was I made a list of my priorities and the things that I valued most in this life. Put it in a place where you can review yours often. 
For example, if you get an invitation, say, that you'd love to accept, but you have a business proposal due the next day at work, unless you've already predetermined that you want that raise or the promotion that is important to you, you may be tempted to accept the fun invitation because, well, it's more fun. It makes sense, doesn't it? I genuinely wish I could cover everything she brought to my attention, but the final thought was this, quote, Maybe you don't feel like you have time to manage your time. Making time for time management is like using a wish to ask for more wishes. It pays off in spades, end quote. Again, by Christina Dronin. Another thief of time, in contrast to being too busy, is not being busy enough. Have you ever noticed that when a car is idling, it's still running, it's just not moving? Again, I quote Elder Ian S. Arden of the Seventy in his message, A Time to Prepare. He says, quote, The poor use of time is a close cousin of idleness. As we follow the command to cease to be idle, found in DNC 88 verse 124, we must be sure that being busy also equates to being productive. For example, it is wonderful to have the means of instant communication quite literally at our fingertips, But let us be sure that we do not become compulsive fingertip communicators. I sense that some are trapped in a new time-consuming addiction, one that enslaves us to be constantly checking and sending social messages and thus giving the false impression of being busy and productive, end quote. I don't know about you, but I can't think of anything that facilitates the disappearance of time faster than digital devices and internet technology. Be careful and be aware of how much time you spend engaged in those activities, no matter how good and useful they are. I love that new phones track and record screen times daily and weekly. So when was the last time you checked yours? It's a real eye-opener, trust me. (laughs) I also loved, I think it was Elder Bednar's advice concerning notifications. Turn off your notifications. Set times throughout the day instead to check in. But allowing every single notification, every ding and chime that takes our attention from what we're doing can derail us faster than anything. I can't remember again exactly what he said, but I paraphrase. Technology is a wonderful tool, but a terrible taskmaster. The eighth chapter of Preach My Gospel is also a fabulous resource that focuses our attention on the wise use of our time. Check it out on the church's website. It's wonderful. Another thing I found really helpful was simply learning a few applicable life hacks for saving or finding extra time. There are tons of them available, lots of them on Pinterest, and some of them were very, I can tell you right now, life-changing. A few of my favorites were to set imposed deadlines for things. For example, if you need to be somewhere at 4, make it 3.45 instead, and then you can check your inbox while you wait. Set timers for tasks. For example, when you sit down to the computer for anything, set a timer on your phone based on how long you have and how long the task should take you. And when your timer goes off, get up. It's that simple. Another thing I loved was using apps to track your to-do list. Now, many of them that I found allow you to prioritize and subcategorize within the app. So it's just a smart way to help you keep track of the really important things and how much time you're spending on the fluff. As founder and CEO of Lifehack, Leon Ho, put it, he said, quote, If you lose money, you might have a chance to make that back, but a wasted hour is irreplaceable, end quote. 
The scriptures repeat over and over again, and it came to pass. This time in our lives will pass. The clock will tick regardless of how adamantly we stomp our feet, clench our fists, and resist it. The time will pass whether we like it or not. So let's use our precious, precious time to make a difference, to do good, to love, to serve, to make a mark, to prepare ourselves for the future, for our destinies, and for the eternities. So will you commit with me to reassess and look closely at how we're spending this great gift of our time? I know I'm ready. I'm ready to control my time instead of my time controlling me. It's time to make a change. And it's about time. (laughs) 